Hello, Skraters. I bid you good day. That's how bad my Louis, the rotten French fur trader uh, voice is. So, Skraters, hello. I am back on the phone here, back on the mics. Wanted to talk to y'all. I had some thoughts, some calls. I'm so excited right now about a single factoid. I was having some serious issues getting um, Hobbs and Friends back on iTunes so it could aggregate to all of your podcatchers. And I know that I lost about 95% of the listenership because I think I was around the 3,000 range and now I'm around, you know, the 150 range or so. So that's a huge, huge hit. But I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's going to matter. It doesn't stop me from doing what I'm doing. The patrons still growing. We're still producing zines. Uh, we're still having a good time. People are always stopping by the booth. New listeners are being found. Old patrons going away. New ones coming in. I always appreciate the support. I have a single uh, person who helps me out. Supports. Random Screed on Anchor and uh, in half a mile turn. That is Todd McGowan. But today is Thursday, November 15th, one day before Heidi Hobbs's birthday. What a glorious day! It's like Heidi Eve right now. I am Jason Hobbs. Take the next right, under- and this is Random Screed. Hobbs, Dave Bresson here with my second call-in already. Um, back from Dame Holcon was a blast. Um, one of the things I'd like to hear more about is just, uh, you mentioned your most recent episode, you liked Red Dead 1 better than 2. Um, I've actually thought about getting a PlayStation to play Red Dead and uh, 2 specifically, so well, this is random street and it's kind of random, so uh, it'd be great to hear that. Um, also, with regards to your listenership, I'd say all the different anchor casts um, working together has something to do with that in the community in general. Um, and um, also, uh, I'm a bit jealous of the uh, free coffee at the GM's area at Dame Holcon. Paying uh, $4 for the regular sized coffee from the vendor uh, was a bit much. I'm a little jealous there. But anyway, Dame Holcon was lots of fun. Bye. David Bresson at it again. Longtime listener, second time caller. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought so too. I had gotten a couple coffees from there. In fact, I think quite a few people were stealing from the GM's lounge. Uh, I don't think it was patrolled as well as it should have been. And I'm kind of saddened about that because I don't want it to go away. Whoever sponsored that thing and always kept coffee and the snacks in there, that, that was flipping awesome. I know last year, uh, Star Wars guy, Wayne Lumrunner Humphleet himself, was uh, patrolling that area. But I didn't really see anybody doing it this year. And that's fine. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to I'm not gonna get down on anybody uh, taking stuff that they don't deserve. Unless it stops me from getting what I do deserve. (laughs) Isn't that the definition of evil? I don't know. Anyway, Red Dead Redemption 2. This is an interesting topic for me. I loved Red Dead Redemption. I seriously did. I played a lot. I mean, I never finished the story because it got too grindy for me. 
but uh, I love playing it. I love just going around and playing poker at different areas, which sounds sad, but I was really bad at Dead Eye, and so eventually the farther you got in the game, the more difficult it was to do anything if you didn't have the Dead Eye skills. But you could still kind of get through it, and it was fun. It was cinematic. It was a good story. It had that kind of weirdness to it that I wanted to encapsulate with good intentions where you would run into some people and they were doing enough weird stuff that you're not quite sure if it was really something supernatural or if it was just a little weird and uh, I kind of love that to be honest I call it the 13th warrior effect where you know think creatures do weird ass shit that seems supernatural but you uh you can't guarantee it's supernatural because you see later in scenes that oh it was just dudes in bear costumes who started small fires and came in with those but anyway uh red dead 2 i i I couldn't put my finger on it i've been complaining to the boys in our red dead redemption 2 channel on hangouts and we've been talking about it And I think it's just the added grind of brushing your horse, sleeping, eating, washing, shaving. These are all interesting things to do, but I think that also add to the grind. And I didn't like the grindy bits about Red Dead 1, so by increasing those exponentially made it less fun for me. Now, it's a beautiful game. I'm playing it on Xbox beautiful i mean you can just sit and watch and it looks like a movie not an animated movie an actual movie so that's pretty dang cool i'm not sure i like the prequel nature of it i mean i would almost preferred someone completely unrelated but whatever you know i guess it is what it is some people really love it i'm not one of them but i keep playing it trying to fall in love (laughs) Hey Jason, this is Carl here. Good to hear you, Random Screed. It's really inspiring to hear that you had a great game hole. Um, I've been going through some some shit, really, and to hear how you deal with uh, your depression issues kind of helps me out. Um, I'm here in D.C. I got like a the first leg of my conference tour here. I had a great uh, presentation on Sunday, and um, going up to Boston tomorrow um, to see my postdoc uh, present and um thanks a lot as it sounds really positive can't wait to get back into Kalmata and looking forward to uh, how you're going to resolve some of our um open-ended quests all right take it easy man all right there is Carl Rodriguez calling in again I really appreciate the call-ins uh Carl I find it interesting the number of people who are just listeners and actually call in it's awesome i mean obviously that's how colin at spike pit started but it's really great that like david and carl don't have their own anchor cast but they still listen to the show and they call in and they have input and good feedback and it's just really cool so there's no reason to not call in call in do it you know you want to All the cool kids are doing it. I mean, except the not cool kids. They're not doing it. It's cool to call in. It's even cooler to support. Go to the wallet. Click $5 a month. (laughs) This is getting crazy. Uh, Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well, Carl. I 
was looking at my Kamada stuff last night and trying to get some of those a little extra oomph into some of those encounters that uh, might occur during your hanging plot points, we'll call them, which maybe is a bad word. I don't know. But anyway, I am thinking about it. It's not going away. Kalmata, it's coming to get you. Hey, Jason, it's Cody. I was uh, glad to hear you made your save verse con crud and... Uh yeah, I'm looking forward to more Hobson Friends episodes, man. I've been been wondering where they've been. Um, I know you've been having some, or had some problems with the other guys, but uh, hopefully you can get some new ones recorded and get them up on iTunes or wherever you're going to host them. Uh, we can all get back into uh, Mr. Hobson's game room. Anyway, bud, uh, have a good day, and I'll catch you later. The mysterious Cody M. from the Anchor Cast, No Save for You. And more importantly, the mod at Audio Dungeon Discord. If you're not at Audio Dungeon Discord and you are on Discord, what are you doing? You're missing some fantastic conversation. Uh, you got some... Um, all The OSR Anchorites, a lot of them are there. A lot of them are talking about their shows, combining shows, cross-pollinating. You're getting some crazy stuff for that. Uh, a lot of people talking about Hex Talk, Forlorn Shores, Hobbs and Friends of the OSR. All the things are going down at uh, Audio Dungeon Discord channel. As for Hobbs and Friends, yeah, man. Uh, like I mentioned previously, I was really excited about getting... Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of embarrassed about what the problem was in some ways. But it's, uh, it's a multifaceted task you know there's a lot of different things you have to do and a lot of weird jumps that you have to make through very small hoops that are created by itunes and some of the other places in order to get your podcast up i really envy the people who can naturally just seem to get that done and just have that knowledge and information that they just oh y'all you got to do is this 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 and this then you know install PowerPress, and you got that done and then you get Blueberry on there, and then it connects to your power press, and then you just do it, and it's done. Yeah, it's nothing like that for me. It's like, uh, what? What are they talking about? Go watch three video tutorials. Hmm, no, still don't know. Ask Brasco. Ask Sean P. Kelly. Ask Jose. Hey, should I just do this for you? Yes, but I should really know how to do it. So, anyway, um, I think most of you have an idea of how frustrating technology can be especially when you're kind of a dumbass like myself <laughs> but as i mentioned there is a light at the end of the tunnel uh, one of the main sticking points for the past while is all, all is gone i eradicated it i dominated it. i kicked its ass its arse whatever whatever you can kick on a problem i kicked it so tonight I'm hoping to move on to the next step, and then we can see how much more of a pain in the butt iTunes can be. But I would imagine that uh, the aggregator will be aggregating um, by Christmas. I'm going to record an episode this week. I don't care if it's just me on Hobbs and Friends. It's just Hobbs of the OSR. We're recording an episode this week. And uh, I'm already scheduled to record one next week as far as schedules go. It's not always easy. Uh, but I'm going to keep on getting them in the can, and then we're going to put Brasco to work editing. 
and we have some projects that we got to work on. We got the good vanilla. We got Zine 3 or Zine 4 now, Zine 4 and 5 uh, with a lot of data. Hawk has a ton of art for those, and so he's really excited about getting those moving forward. He was constantly uh, pressing me at Game Hall. Hey, why aren't we doing this yet? Hey, let's do this. And then again, I have my uh, new castles and crusades campaign that i'm working on not only am i we're learning a new system that's a whole new campaign uh, located in my uh emergent empires setting maybe i'll talk more on that later jason hobbs how you doing buddy it's me really glad you had a great game hole there is nothing more rewarding than something going really well when you've sort of maybe been dreading it a little bit or you kind of got a little bit of anxiety about something and and then when it all comes out in the wash it's like the clouds pass the sunshine comes out and it's happy days Uh, i've experienced a similar thing myself getting into online gaming it's sort of something i reckon i was putting off and shuffling to one side and now i've finally made the the plunge there's no stopping me so it's really good news to hear that that went well for you and uh, look forward to seeing what you come up with creatively off of the back of this colin from spike pit everybody thanks for calling in colin and i have a couple things to say about your comments here yeah it is uh It is awesome, and that's one of the things that irritates me so much about anxiety. You get all panicked and stirred up and freaked out, and you don't want to go do something that you know you really want to do, and it gets your blood pressure up, you get in fights with your wife, you argue with your friends, you just get in a shitty mood, hard to be around. Oh, and then wait, it was awesome. Why in the heck were we so worked up about going to do something that ended up being so awesome? I don't get it. I, it just annoys the shit out of me. But I appreciate your kind words, and I'm glad that uh, it's over and that it was... Well, I don't even know if I'm glad it was over. It was awesome. I totally know. I got there on Wednesday, and Thursday I'm thinking, oh my God, it's only Thursday. How am I going to make it? The reason is because I only got two hours of sleep Wednesday night. And so Thursday morning, I was exhausted. I ran my game. It was fun. Afterwards, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm dead. And then I'm just like the whole day, just kind of a zombie. And then I got some decent sleep. And I got up on Friday, and I'm like, oh, no, it's already Friday. So I am such a roller coaster, and I get it. And I just hope you guys (laughs) know to just be excited when I'm excited because it's contagious i think and i'm probably one of the most supportive people that you can have in your corner when i'm up when i'm down i'm probably one of the worst people you can have in your corner Uh, that's what bipolar means i guess anyways colin thanks for calling in congratulations on making a die roll on gaming and bs in the most recent episode i don't know how they did an online gaming episode without me those guys don't even game online it's ridiculous I think they're copying me. What do you guys think? Let's start a charter. Let's get some names. No more copying Hobbs and Friends of the OSR or Random Screed for gaming and BS. I'm just kidding. I love those guys. I love you guys. Let's get down to it. 
Well, unfortunately, I uh, lost the segment, but I didn't lose the whole episode, so no sense crying over spilled podcast segments. <laughs> so what I wanted to talk about, again, is language. I have done an episode in the past called Jargon on Random Screed, and that was really about the idea of having specific words and turns of phrases that exist in our hobby that help other people who recognize those words speak intelligently, quickly, and fluently about a particular subject. The problem with jargon is that if you're not steeped in that niche hobby, you're not going to know what those words mean. And the whole purpose of speaking is communication. And if you're not communicating, then no one really knows what you're saying and you're just wasting time. So go listen to that episode. I think it's a really important topic, and it's not one that I've quite figured out yet. But the one I want to talk about today is a little different. It's specifically language and not necessarily using jargon, but the words or the vocabulary that we use in general, not only in running games, but playing and uh, even publishing. So I'm not saying that I'm Jim Wampler or Michael Curtis or Gary Gygax, for that matter, and have this incredible, vast vocabulary. But my vocabulary is pretty legit. So a thing that I've tried to do in my writing is pick precise words to convey a meaning. Even if people don't necessarily know what that is. So for example... I was running my VIP game, and uh, this was the second session of Kalmata at uh, Game Hole. And during a, uh, I was setting a scene as they moved into this newer chamber, and I used the word font to describe a place that could hold water but was currently cracked and no water was in it. Now, I used the word font very specifically because I wanted to convey the idea that they were in a temple. So a font is basically like a baptismal font where, you know, you dunk people under to, uh, for your particular religion to get them involved in all that. Now, my cousin knew what a font was, but he didn't understand what it was in that terminology because you're not usually thinking of Christianity necessarily when you're playing a game of D&D. Or, so he asked what I was talking about, and I kind of got snippy with him, and I go, I said it's a font, that's what I meant. But that didn't matter if he doesn't understand what I'm saying. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, or any RPG for that matter, is a social activity uh, which is verbal mostly. Obviously, there's some visual cues but and maybe some tactile stuff with dice. But over and large, it is talking. And if you're using language that is difficult for someone to understand, it's not going to help you to convey what you're trying to convey. It doesn't matter how precise your word choice is. If they don't know what the hell you're talking about... It's not going to help. Another person, after we were having this discussion, and I'll call them out, uh, Christopher Gray, V.C. Young, and John Bird, one of them mentioned that sometimes, because of the word choice I use, they're paused on that word choice, and then I'll go on for another couple of sentences, and they'll still be thinking of the word choice, and so they have no idea what's going on. So what I think is important is to, first of all, be open to communication, as always, But second, realize that not everyone is going to know the words that you know. And it doesn't matter, like I said, how precise they are. If they don't know them, 
you're not achieving what you're attempting. Your goal is not being met. So what you need to do is be open to conversation and questions. And uh, if they don't know what it is, maybe say, yeah, a font is like a fountain in a temple. Or even say it, it was used, you know, in Christianity and churches. And so it'll still give them that feeling. You're not giving too much away. I mean, it wasn't like a make or break, like just knowing it was a temple was going to help them solve some puzzle. But in reality, that kind of adds a vermicillitude and conveys the scene better because now they may have a reverence that they're used to with their own Catholicism or cat, uh, Christianity. So, oh, wait, this was a temple. We could desecrate it. Who was it a temple to? Why would they have a temple here in the middle of this tomb, in the middle of these gigantic obsidian mounds? I don't know, but that's a good question. I'm often complaining that people don't take the games and then ask questions and try and maybe do some plot hacking because we run the games that we want to play and I guarantee you there's tons of plot ha- plot hacking that happen in that could happen in Kalmata but most people don't do it because all they do is go down the adventure and come back get their XP and level up if they can it's like playing a game of um, I can't even think what you call it now it's like the new golden Diablo it's like playing Diablo you're not really telling much of a story or doing much plot hacking you know you're just going through the motions and increasing the character's uh, power which is not why I play D&D. It is why some people do, and that's good for them. Regardless, let's try and use better language. And if you have some examples or, you know, you'd like to talk about it, if you don't know what I'm talking about or, you know, anything, give me a call, people. I love call-ins. That's pretty much what this show is about, honestly, other than me, you know, complaining about being depressed or something. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed this little walk down Mr. Hobbs's Gamerhood. I hope we can do it again. And always remember, it's better to burn out than to fade away.